Hello and welcome to Manners Matter 2. This is not your grandma's etiquette. This is real life practical conversations on how to be your best self. Your hosts are myself, Rachna Adianthaya, founder of Create My Change, which focuses on business etiquette, image and personal development coaching. My co-host is Julia Estevi Boyd, international etiquette and protocol consultant with a focus on teaching real life skills important for your professional and your personal success. Hi, Julia. Hi, how are you today? Very good, thank you. Um, it is seven o'clock in the evening here, so we're doing a, a bit of a reversal. We are, yes, yeah, seven in the morning for me. So <laughs> this morning, I'm well, I've just finished my coffee. I have a, believe it or not, lemon water. And are you having a glass of wine at that stage yet in the evening? Um, I'm not. I'm not quite there yet, but I will be. I will be having <laughs> one a bit later. It's all set up. Um, how, how have you been? All good? All good. Yes. Yes. Um, so far it's been a, it's been a good week. Quite good. Busy. And, Very good. Um, busy day today as well. So that's uh, why we're trying to do this a little bit earlier for me. I know. Well, we've got, um, an exciting topic. Um, it's one that actually I, is is close to my heart because I coach on it a lot and it's, um, it's called third wheel of feeling like the third wheel. Have you ever felt like you are the third wheel in a conversation? Yes. I think many people have, you know, there's always going to be that person who, you know, if there's two or three people having a conversation, there's always the possibility that two people are going to talk more um, or one person takes over the conversation and, you know, you do feel a little bit like a third wheel. Yeah. And it's, um, it's keeping the other person engaged and in that conversation. Um, and it, it can be hard, especially if you're really good friends or you know that other person really well. Um, in particular, I'm thinking of situations where you may be having a conversation with an individual and it's quite a personal conversation. And then someone comes bounding up to you um, either yourself or the other person and proceeds to interject and, and talk directly to that person, um, which can be really awkward for the other person um, and also the person that's being spoken to. So um, I call that the dive bombing situation where um, you are, you, you're happily in conversation and someone just dive bombs and it's awkward for both parties. Um, and I've it's been a recipient. Difficult. Sorry, I was just saying it's very yeah, difficult and because then you're in a position that you don't know where you maybe have to suddenly stop the conversation because it's perhaps something that's a little bit personal and, it's a very awkward, can be a very awkward moment. Yeah, and I always say to people, um, when you're surveying a room or when you're deciding, you know, should I go and talk to someone, look at the body language, look at how they're speaking. If they're speaking to someone else, are they are they facing each other and having quite an intimate conversation? Are they, are they facing outward towards the group? Um, and much more open body language. Take a look because... If they are having an intimate conversation, 
that's an indicator that you should wait and not interrupt because they're obviously having um, a conversation that's that's between the two of them. If they are more open with their body language, that's great. That means they're more like a horseshoe shape and that allows you to be welcomed into the group. Um, and as you know, they're just more more amenable. And when you do enter the group, I you know say hello to everyone and make eye contact with everyone in the group, not just the person you know. Introduce yourself. Um, that makes a huge difference. If you just go it bound in and and speak to the one person you know, it make it's awkward for the rest of the group. Um, it changes that group dynamic, but it's also particularly awkward for the person that's in the group that's receiving you. Don't you think? Yeah, it's because they feel obligated to perhaps make introductions and they don't perhaps know everybody in the group yet. So I think it's important that you introduce yourself to to the other people. And um, then what would be your, what would be your, if you were that person entering a group and you've assessed the body language, you've assessed the, the yeah. personal space and you think it's okay to go, how would you introduce yourself? I, I would probably first of all greet the person I know first and say hello hello Julia so lovely to meet you and then I would look at the next member of the group and I would um, say hello my name is Rachna and I would introduce myself to all the people in the group um, that's how I would enter the group or yeah. certainly introduce myself to the group um, yes, in the Vidrisa. Everyone knows who I am. Yeah. And, and I think the other the, the other thing that's difficult is if you are if you are that person that's entering the group, it's being aware that, you know, that that you may have to make the introductions because if you don't know like, let's just say I know you really well, but let's say I've only met you a handful of times. I can't remember your name, but I yeah. know you. <laughs> um, it's just that awkwardness of going, hello, uh, we met at the last Christmas party and they may not remember your name. I always make it, I always just make it really easy for people and say, it's Rachna, um, do you remember me from whatever? And then I introduce myself. I just think that's a little easier yes, on everyone. A little reminder for the the person, um, just help them out a little bit, so they don't have to think. Absolutely, yeah, we've all really. had mental blanks. Like, <laughs> we've all had blanks where you know the person pretty well, and you just can't seem to bring up at that precise second. And you're thinking, "Gosh, I know you so well. Why am I having such trouble?" Um, and let me tell you, it gets worse as you get older. <laughs> it, really, it really does I think I know your face and we've met you I know I've spoken to you but what is your name uh, I feel like it, it's pretty bad now barely remember my children's name <laughs> <laughs> I, I think sometimes I'm, I'm, I, I, I even um, and I call the children so obviously if they're all at home and there's five children I, I want one I, I go through all the different names to like get oh. the right name and even sometimes I've included the cat <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, I do I the same age. with mine. Yeah, I do. I'm like, say both of them. And my mom used to do it. I used to get so annoyed with her. Like, you only have three children. How do you, how do you not remember? And you now I'm, yeah, and I'm doing the same. So uh, who knows? Is there no hope? Um, <laughs> but so going back to the dive bombers, because 
there's a whole group of them out there. (laughs) There's a whole group. Um, If you are in a situation where someone dive bombs you, so someone you know comes up to you in a social setting and just decides to talk to you and you are in a group, one of the one of the ways I handle this and I, I would advise people to handle this is to introduce that person to the group. And it's awkward if you don't know the name, because it's sort of like, oh. So I always just um, listen and then I say, hey, have you met so-and-so, John? And then I sort of leave a pause for that person to say, hello, my name is, uh, and then introduce them to the group. So basically introduce them to the rest of the group. That way they're not just talking to you. And you're also, um, by doing that, you're changing the body language because you're physically shifting and um, making them aware that there's a group setting here and it's not just you and them. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And sometimes what I do um, in that situation, and if I can't remember a person's name, I will say, um, oh, what, what you said, um, well, have you met John? I would say, well, have, have mm-hmm. you met, uh, do, do you know everybody yet? I'll let you introduce yourself. And yeah, that's a great the onus one. onus is on the other person to say their name, and then you can go, ah, oh, yeah. I know their name. <laughs> yeah, So make them that's say themselves and say it, so you don't have to say, ah, oh, forgive me, I've forgotten your name, which you shouldn't really say anyway. You can yeah. say, remind me of your name. But it's much better to get them to make the introduction. Oh, I'll let you introduce yourself to everybody here. And then yeah. the, the conversation starts nicely. I agree. And what if they persistently decide to talk to you only, because I've had this happened to me um so you've introduced them to the group and they can they just turn around and continue to talk to you and that's really awkward because in that situation I've had to actually say to the person hey that sounds great I can't wait to catch up with you um maybe I can find you later and we can talk about this Mm, that's a good idea. I sometimes in that situation have said to, well, the person started talking to me um, and whatever the subject might be, I then say, oh, just wait for a second. And I share a little bit of what we're talking about with the group mm-hmm. so that it actively becomes something. I say, I need to tell you, we're talking about this occasion. We were at a party when we met and this funny thing happened. And let me tell you about it and it includes everybody in the conversation so that person um becomes more involved with the group and they're not just talking to you anymore so you're sort of using a little bit of a diversion tactic absolutely and that's a great one as long as it's not private uh of course course. intimate and and um i mean there's just different ways to handle it but the, the key one is that you do not continue a conversation one-on-one in a group uh, setting. You would remove yourself from that setting and have a conversation with them individually. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which I think is, is, I see it happen uh, more and more. and And it's happened to me really on social occasions recently and I wonder whether it's just a complete lack of awareness or just simply 
Well, I think it's a complete lack of awareness. I didn't think people are just trying to be rude. Or it's, it, are they just really nervous? And when people are nervous, they tend to go to who they know, um, especially it's if it's... it's definitely yeah. both. There are people who just just don't think or they just don't care. And then, yes, there are some people who perhaps is a some kind of networking event and they really don't know anybody. So they say, oh, I know that person there. And they go and they focus on that person. I actually remember being at um, an, a school event and there was many parents there. And then this this uh, other parent who I, I knew reasonably well, not so much from a social point of view, but I, I knew her quite well. And I could not escape every time I made an escape or I went to talk to somebody else. I would just look and she would be at my side again. Uh, uh, so yeah. I had to keep trying this sort of tactic of involve, involving her in conversations with other people. And then I would gracefully um, escape. <laughs> and then, you know, I would blink and she would, you know, whenever the conversation dried up with the other person, she'd be back beside me. So it was, uh, that was difficult. She was I your think. shadow. Yeah. She really was, and I think she probably just um, just felt uncomfortable for whatever reason, or she really didn't know anybody, or um, I don't know. I was I was quite surprised, but this was sort of like a two hour event, and um, I've had it that. was a little bit like cat and mouse <laughs> for yeah. a while. It's awful because then you end up saying, "Well, I I'm just need to go to the loo," and then if they follow you to the loo, you know you're then you're in trouble. <laughs> Oh, well, there's literally no escape, is there? Oh, uh, yeah, that's always, that's always tough. Um, and there are always people. I feel like they're, especially in sort of networking events as well, you'll get people um, because they're just, they're just nervous and they, they, they feel um, worried about being on their own and that can be really tough. But when you get them following you all night, that's... Yeah, that's that's where you, well, you make a mental exhausting. note. <laughs> <No>. Yeah, <it's, laughs> Oh, um, there's also the um, disengagement when you're speaking to someone and they are not there. That they're, they're not engaging, or they're not. They're looking elsewhere. They're looking over your head. They're looking for someone better to talk to. Um, have you got? Have you been there? I have. I'm sure you haven't, Julia. But now we're really moving on to the worst offenders. I think. I think so too. I think it's one of the worst. And I remember a lady who, whenever I met her at an event, she would come and she would be so genuine. Hello, Julia. How are you? So wonderful. Tell me about you. And the minute I started talking, her eyes. She she would lose eye eye contact with me. So her eyes would be sort of going over my shoulders and I knew that no matter what I said I'm talking about sausages and potatoes and she would she was zoned out she was already looking to the next person you know to find somebody uh, else to I, talk I to after me so that. she obviously was just the kind of person that really just wanted to sort of say hello to everybody but not sort of you know have any major conversations well, really genuinely is not interested in anything you say exactly. and then you and wonder really uh, uncomfortable well, it also makes you feel really bad because if you're and if you are an offender, please stop. Yeah. Because it's not genuine. It's not like you're really happy to. Well, you might be happy to see them, but you you're not interested in them. And then you think, well, if you're not interested in that person, then don't speak to them. Like, exactly. what are you? 
you can see what the are you doing? Say, oh hello Julia lovely to see you yeah. um, just walk away you don't have to pretend to have a conversation uh, because it just makes the other person feel more uncomfortable and it doesn't say a lot about you I mean people clock that pretty quickly it's pretty easy to see when your eyes are wandering around the room and you're supposed to be uh, involved or talking to someone um, I think I, I agree with you they are the worst offenders and you'll see them sort of skipping along to various different people and doing the same thing so don't worry it's probably not you it's it says more about them it, it really it does you. it really does and other worst offenders I really get upset about the, with the people that uh, constantly interrupt and I again I know one person who does this literally every conversation we have and um I, I just, I don't know, this person shall remain, <laughs> remain nameless, but I'm sure they know who they are, that every time I start to tell a story, explain something, then I'm cut off mid-sentence because they apparently have a better story or something that is so much mm. more important than what I'm seeing, and they can't help but interrupt. So obviously I'm polite and I just stop my story mid-sentence mm -hmm. and uh, and listen but then the problem is after they've shared whatever it is they want to share it's very hard to pick up where I was before I was interrupted so instead of being this sort of conversation that's a two-way street it's really become all about them it's me 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 I I I let me mm. share this story and I just you know sometimes I just have to give up and then and then I, that's yeah it. <laughs> it's hard well, and it's it's really hard as well when you're, um, I think the interruption thing is hard when you're on Zoom or on the phone because sometimes you're not sure if it's a natural pause or they've stopped. Um, but I know I know what you're saying and it's, um, it's more about them wanting to take centre stage. That's pretty um, I think pretty so obvious. I agree completely and I think the... Um, they're the ones that they, they feel like the king or the queen of the conversation. And they're doing it yeah. for this. They, they want to draw the attention to themselves and they want to, uh, normally, I mean, there could obviously be exceptions, but they just perhaps want to feel important or acknowledged. Yeah. And I, I, I also think they probably realise that you're really polite and that you're not going to stand there and say, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to finish my, my, my story. Which oh yes, I you can do, do that, if but, they continue. But, pe but people do people do that, and there's there's yeah. nothing wrong with letting the other person know that they have interrupted, and you know, well, just can I finish what I was saying, and then you can share yours. But I wouldn't do that because I'm just um, I'm probably a little bit too timid <laughs> to do that, or I'm a little bit too polite. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes people need to know um, what they're doing that is is perhaps not correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm the Would same. You I don't. Would you know? Would um, you tell them? No, not in a social setting. I think if it was mm. in a work setting and yes. someone repeatedly interrupted, then I, I probably would say something and say, listen, um, could I finish what I started? And then we can, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I think, I, that's I think really there's different. a, yeah. Um, but in a social setting, probably not. Um, I would just do do what you do and let them 
let them constantly interrupt me. But then I probably would be very wary about talking to them um, and feel like, oh, here goes, it's the interrupter. You know, you have these, sadly, there are people that that do that. um, You see them walking towards you and you can say, that's um, the interrupter and try and body share. (laughs) (laughs) There's the dive bomber. That's the interrupter. You know, the... That's that's the tipsy uh, one. That one gets tipsy all the time. Well, this is the the joke teller. You know, it's. We can label them all, can't we? The worst offenders. You could do. And and you don't want to be the one with the label either. I mean, let's be honest. We all we all tend to, especially these networking things, you don't meet each other for long. And so that first impression is really, really important. Uh, Particularly if it's to do with work, business, whatever it is, you don't get long to make that first impression. So don't make the wrong one. And these are just, I mean, these are the offenders that come to mind that are are particularly bad. And I, I have several several examples um and i'm sure you do as well and they stick in your mind i mean as we talk about them i know i know i picture the person i know exactly who we're talking about um which which you do not want to be no and it just means that we have to make that little bit of effort to make sure that we don't get one of those labels So you have to make an effort when it comes to these kind of things. I mean, there are a few people that are very natural when it comes to, you know, conversation and they have the charisma and they just, you know, are fantastic. But for for a lot of people, we we have to make an effort. I always have to make an effort before I attend any event. I always just think in my mind who I may meet and who I would like to talk to. And I have a couple of topics of conversation tucked away in the back of my mind. And I would always just be a little bit mindful about um, my behaviour and my conversation topics, and uh, yeah. even my yeah my body language as well. These these kind of kind of things, and try not to sort of um, dominate a conversation or just draw attention to myself for the wrong reasons. As you were talking about your the impression that you're going to leave. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's particularly important in a work or a business setting. Um, obviously, socially, you have a little more leeway in terms of you know, just enjoying yourself and being a bit looser. But even then, you know, we talk about this all the time, about the social media, and you don't want to be the one that's having a great time, <laughs> inebriated, while um, everyone else, you know, is fairly safe, but like just measure measure the the um gathering like don't overdo things and i know people drink because they're nervous and, it's and these things are stressful but it's yeah and it lowers your inhibition and it you it's often the quietest people that end up you know needing Being that loudest. bit of Dutch courage and um <laughs> and then they turn into the storyteller and the you know the joker and then you meet them after the party you know a, a few months later after the party and they are so quiet yes and yes. it's a complete 360 um to so it's it's an interesting I, I always say don't especially when you're not meeting great friends that know you brilliantly don't overdo the alcohol 
I agree. Completely. I see. You know your limits, but I would always say one or two, and and that's that's it. Because most people can manage two glasses of wine, and if you know you can't, then maybe just have one, or have a glass in your hand and sip it slowly, and don't top it up. Just yeah, use a little bit of caution, particularly in business and social. Is slightly. well, if it's if you're with lots of great friends, then of course, yeah, it's yeah, different. that's different. Yeah, if you're with lots of great friends, then that's a different story. But if because presumably they're your great friends, and yeah, <laughs> they know exactly what you're like. You know, the real you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, it's important to make that good first impression, and that's what these these things are all about. Are there any other? really bad offenders out there Julia that you can think of that you think oh got one of those I think they're the main ones the tipsy ones the um, people that dominate the conversation and you know there's also these people that you meet sometimes that tend this is something that really annoys me I wonder what label I would give them but they make jokes at the expense of someone else Oh, it's uncomfortable. It's it's uncomfortable. It doesn't necessarily happen so much in business situations, but I've noticed in social situations there's somebody that can make a joke about a person or tell a story that somebody did something and made a mistake and they turn it into this big joke and then everybody else is laughing. The person who um, they're talking about can be feeling really bad while everybody's laughing Mm -hmm. and the person who made the joke feels like the the king of the conversation it happens a lot with I mean not to sort of label too much but you know a lot of men make jokes about their wives and um yeah. in a social situation oh my wife this my wife that and all oh, women this and women and it's fine you know it's all a little bit of fun but it's just finding the fine line about where knowing when to stop knowing when a joke is a joke and then going too far so it's just a yeah, and it- simple example yeah, I like that one. It can spiral, can't it? Because exactly. the person telling the joke then sort of gets on a bit of a run and says, oh, well, that was really funny. Let me tell, tell you one. something else. <laughs> and it's usually even worse. And then you, you sort of start thinking, oh, how, how long is this going to go on for? Um, but, I, yeah, and I've I've also um, got it like laddish banter, don't they? It's, it's that it is where you exactly. get guys together and they'll tell you jokes about what happened to, you know, what happened on their camping trip. And you're just, there's part of you is like, well, <laughs> just just leave it. Just I don't to want to know that the details. Enjoy yeah. it amongst yourselves. We don't need to know all that information. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't have fun with it. It just, it's oh, knowing your not. audience. I mean, know the audience. If if you are great friends and this is something that would go down well and would land well, then that's okay. But if you are in a party with a load of different people, they really don't know you very well, it's probably not the right time to be sharing those stories. And it's also not fair on the person who you're throwing under the bus. Exactly. And I can tell you that from, from my own sort of, experiences that we have had with friends many many dinner parties barbecues um evenings together where we spent a lot of the time sitting around the table criticizing our spouses and comparing notes and whatever Mm. but it's all done in good humor and everybody's involved so it is that slightly different because you know that you know 
everybody's just having a laugh but it's just finding the balance and you know them and how well you know them and that kind of thing yes yeah and that that does make it that makes a huge difference like you know people you, you have to assess your audience you have to assess who you're speaking to you don't speak in the same way uh to your best friends as you do to colleagues or people that you've only just met there is a level a different level um I mean some people do and I think that can be endearing but it can also land them in hot water um so that's a really good thing to watch out for knowing your audience um and just just being again aware of um how your behavior affects everyone else um and pausing take a breath and listen to people people love to be listened to they love they love to be heard um they don't want you to interrupt them and and go well I've got a funnier story or whatever it is take over the conversation I think that's really important listen and learn because it also gives you the opportunity to understand more about that person and that can be particularly useful in a business sort of environment if the more you listen the more you know and you're more armed to have a negotiation with that person or to develop a business friendship business relationship so I think the learning um is what's most beneficial about listening and at the same time they like it the people like to share their stories and their history and their experiences um so ask open-ended questions and you know keep the conversation sort of flowing in a in a in a in two-way direction yeah I mean who doesn't love to talk about what they love (laughs) and I always I always think that's just such a great way of establishing good connections is when you enthusiastically listen um there's no better way of forging uh, a good relationship and good rapport with someone by being interested in them and then obviously they are interested in you because you have shown interest in them it goes both ways Um, so it also means that when you have a follow-up conversation you can remind them oh I remember you told me this and I found it so useful or you told me something else and I thought that was great I've always kept that in mind and it shows them that you really were listening yeah um have you ever been in a social situation where we're going to go back to dive bombing I'm sorry (laughs) but where someone so you're talking to a good friend and this good friend of yours is it is received by um actually received someone who is just talking to them and instead of introducing them to the group they continue to talk so they continue to talk together and so you are the third wheel um how i mean okay this happened to me once and i've just i've just excused myself and walked away i've because there's nothing you can do. You're not part of the conversation. You're hanging around. You're waiting for the introduction. If that was a good friend, would you tell them that that was the situation and that you felt a bit awkward or just let it go? I think I might tell them 
but mm. in a light-hearted way. So if I was in that situation, I think I would do, when I have done actually exactly the same thing as you, two mm. people have carried on a conversation and you're standing there sort of thinking, okay, what do I do now? And I excuse myself and say, I'll just let you both catch up and I'll, I'll speak to you later. But I would mm. say, I think to the person afterwards, but in a sort of jovial manner to say, oh, you know, who was that you were talking to? Could have done with an introduction or... Um, mm. I just thought you had something important to talk about, so I I just left you both to it or something like that. So I wouldn't necessarily um, sort of shout them out about it, but um, I would definitely acknowledge that so that they would know that um, that they had sort of made me feel a Give little bit Give them a awkward. nudge. Yes. Yeah. I. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's lovely. And is there any place you just walk off? <laughs> um, because it is quite rude. Um, and that in itself is a pretty bold statement to just walk off, although they may not even notice because they're so engrossed in their conversation. Yeah, or you could, you could exit gracefully and say, I'm just going to leave you to, to catch up. You seem quite um, in having a in-depth conversation I'll just let you catch up and I'm going to go and speak to somebody else so you can still exit gracefully without walking away and then also it could be that the person who has been approached um suddenly feels very sort of um uncomfortable themselves and you don't know it it could be that they're thinking this person's talking to me about how am I going to make an introduction because they they won't stop talking so they could also be yeah. feeling a little bit awkward and we just don't don't realize it so sometimes it's best just yeah. remove yourself and um see how you handle it later on it is awkward it's awkward all around isn't it you just think and and this is what's um so alarming is that it happens i see it happen many times um and it, you know in informal settings formal settings and I always think that it's just bad behaviour. <laughs> I do just think there's no there's no real place for it. You don't need to behave like that. You need to have consideration of some other people or the other people around you. Um, but it is surprising how often it happens. Um, and I think having these tools arms you with a way of actually uh, dealing with the situation. Don't you think? Because sometimes you can it can spring up on you, and you feel like, oh, if I'd only thought then, if I'd only. Um, so, so here are some really those are the exciting rules. So, to conclude, to conclude, if you, yes, <laughs> if you are dive bombed, what do you do? You just you, um, well, you go. <laughs> Well, okay, here's what I would do. I would, so if I am being dive bombed, I'm in a, I'm in a group setting and someone comes up to me, I would introduce them to the group. And if that still doesn't work, I would say to them, hey, that's great. I would love to catch up with you on one. I am just talking to these people, but I will come find you. That's how I would handle it. Um, it's the best way, yes. Yeah, um, that, well... <laughs> I think it's a good way to. Um, if you are stuck with the shadow, what do you do, Julia? I always try. It usually works. I always try to make an introduction and let um, that person start a new conversation with somebody perhaps that they don't know. 
So make the introduction, mm-hmm. um, Mary, John, um, you both have, I don't know, whatever it is in common, you're both just back from um, a holiday to the same country or you, you know, whatever. Um, and then that encourages a conversation that they will then have. They'll say, oh, really, I've been there and this, how did you like it? And then you can gracefully excuse yourself from that conversation. Yeah. So you've sort of passed that person on to someone else. If you're lucky, yeah. they might not come back. That's great. <laughs> so you introduce and you try and offboard them, yes, uh, offload yes. them to your yes. to someone else. And then if you have the, guy, the person, does that have to be a guy, uh, the person that has the wandering eyes and, and isn't really interested in anything you say, and you could say blah, 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 and they would still stand there and nod and go, mm, yeah, great. Um I personally, I mean, this happens to many people, they're surveying the room, the surveyor. I would keep it brief, say, hey, it was good to see you, because I know that my words are not landing or registering with them, and they just want to tick off on their list that they've said hello, they've met you, and they're on to the next person before they've even heard you, and they're not listening to you, so what's the point? Don't waste your breath. That's exactly. my. That's what I would do. I would just sort of again remove myself from the conversation. So it was lovely to have that nice quick chat with you. I'll let you uh, carry on sort of uh, chatting with uh, other people. I'll not keep your keep your time too long. And then and then finally, don't get a brief, um, don't get drunk. Limit your alcohol. Know your audience. So know who you're talking to. If it's really great friends that you've grown up with, fine. Be yourself. I'm not saying not don't be yourself, but you can relax a little bit um, and you can share those intimate stories. But actually, with a group that you've just met, that's probably not where you want to go at this stage. That may they may become your great friends, but um, when you first meet someone, you have to know that. There is uh, there are sh- there stories that you can share and stories that you definitely wouldn't go near. Um, and so n- know the audience, know who you're speaking to. Mm, this is I think true. if you can remember those things, then you'll be good in any situation. I think so. And I think nowadays everybody knows in certain situations you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about religion. It's kind of common sense. So it's going beyond that. Um, when you think about the kind of way you're going to converse with people and your behaviour, it's just taking it a little bit further, being a little bit more yeah. more aware. I agree. I agree completely. Well, it was lovely to chat. As always, thank you for listening. We love hearing from you. If you have any topics or suggestions that you would like to be covered, please reach out to us at Manners Matter 2 or follow us on Instagram and Facebook and you can subscribe on the links below. See you next time and remember, be nice and Manners Matter 2.